Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John. And welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's mm-hmm. right. And to avoid lazy negativity, we're making this a drinking game as always, where if we say anything negative about a film, we are going to play a buzzer sound that goes buzz, and then we are going to go ahead and drink that makes it keep us positive, people. That's we right. I'm ambidextrous here. I, so, I can do both. <laughs> he's drinking, he's buzzing. So pour yourselves a glass and uh, let's get in the car after we poured that glass and take a drive. No, no that's not working. Don't do that. Don't you know do what? that. We're, we're, <laughs> let's 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 just let's sit at home with your family and drink. Don't drive oh, to outer space. Your car cannot handle it. <laughs> oh um, my god. <laughs> okay, so people, this oh, is this is no. it's for movies like this that we have this podcast. So if for our, our listeners, we're gonna get to our shout outs in a second, but this is important for our listeners here. We st- we are a positive film podcast. We we test ourselves every week of whether or not we can actually stay positive on a film. I think with Black Widow, our most recent episode before this, I think we did a pretty good job of staying positive until me at the end, I couldn't help myself. But for the most part, pretty fucking positive. This movie has a 5.5 on IMDb. It has a 58 Metascore, Metacritic score, and it has a 59% on Rotten Tomatoes. So it's in the 50s for all three. The audience score on Rotten Tomatoes is in the 80s. <laughs> this is why we have this podcast. Because critics say this is movie's yeah. not good. I know IMDb's not critics, but it's a lot of hacks. And the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 80. We, we went, me and Jeff actually went to the theater together and saw this for the first time in oh, God knows sweet. how long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, hugged and, Dave, uh, I, can, I hugged Dave after. I hugged him. <laughs> I can, I can, uh, I can, I can testify from the sheer amount of food left on all the seats that everyone in this movie was baked as fuck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. It is, it's also like the second or third week this movie's been out. Um, this movie has made a shit ton of money. Um, it's, it's, this, was, this was... Everybody thought it would be Quiet Place 2, which did very well. It made over $100 million worldwide. This Fast 9 movie has not played in Japan. Uh, it has not played in um, Brazil and a couple other big markets the way that it should have. And it's still it still could very well be a billion dollar movie before all is said and done. We're we're well over half a billion yeah, I think dollars. It's in in, a, yeah, five forty three right now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not the one point five billion that I think the last two both got, but this is this is something, people. This movie's back. It's it's huge. It's important. And we're gonna talk about it. But first let's go ahead and shout our people out. Shout John. Out. Shout outs. We have a beer sponsor. His name is Carlos Barroza. You can give him a follow on Instagram. The handle is Cbarroza Bar 2019. That's C B A R R O Z O B A R 2019. And if you're digging the music on this episode and every single episode, it is provided by the artist Dasein. That's Dasein. D-A-S-E-I-N. Head on over to soundcloud.com forward slash Dasein dash artist, and you can download all the music for free. So hit it up. And as always, please like, love, rate, review, subscribe. We are at the Love of Cinema Pod, except for After Twitter. tonight's just... episode, come at us. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> We're just at the Love of Cinema on Twitter. Um, and uh, yeah, let's let's do it, you guys. How was your How was your date to the movie theater? How How was it? Damn. Uh, I mean, you know. I got a hug and he left. I don't think he's going to call me. Oh. oh. He said, yeah, I'll give you a custom time. It was awesome. Yeah. Dave, went for yeah. the, Dave went for the handshake and I went for the hug as if I'll never see him again. I don't yeah. Know. And I was confused. So I was like, do I, okay, I'll grab his dick. Yeah. So, his yeah. hand, his <laughs> hand was left in limbo there. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Sorry. 
Oh my god. Don't gosh. buzz yourself for that. You're allowed to you're allowed to say you'll grab this dick. <laughs> I am. I am. But it was it was also a stupid thing to say. <laughs> it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um okay, so this is the second movie in theaters that I saw in two days, because I saw I saw them in back. I saw Black Widow and then this in back to back days. And the trailers are getting longer, man. We're at 25 minutes. And if Jungle wow. Cruise doesn't Jesus. come the fuck out, I'm so sick of seeing this Jungle Cruise trailer oh, with The Rock. Oh, God. And yeah, the, okay. The, the yeah, that and Snake Eyes just Snake released Eyes, the yeah. fucking just, movie. Can these movies I've already come seen out? it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, okay. Sorry. We're back. We're back here. Um, <laughs> here we go. Let me give the summary of this fucking movie. So you guys I like know. like Jungle Cruise trailer. <laughs> <laughs> okay so this is of course this is f9 people f9 which sometimes is called f9 the fast saga the fast saga <laughs> dom toretto vin diesel is leading notice there's no colon in that title either they can't let grammar guys grammar is important okay dom toretto <laughs> vin diesel is leading a quiet life off the grid with letty she doesn't get named. Only, only Vin Diesel gets named. Sorry. With Letty, Anna Lucia from Lost. I mean, sorry, Michelle Rodriguez and their son. Wait, wait, I'm wait, glad to see they're wait. letting drive a car now. Wait, this is funny. Yeah. I know this is just on Metacritic, but it says Vin Diesel is leading a quiet life off the grid with Letty and his son, little Brian. But they know that danger always lurks just over it their is, peaceful horizon. It is his biological son. It is not her it biological son. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. yeah. This time. That threat will force Dom to confront the sins of his past if he's going Ooh. to save those he loves most. His crew joins together to stop a world-shattering plot led by the most skilled assassin and high-performance driver they've ever encountered. Colin, a man who also happens to be Dom's brother, Jacob, played by John Cena. That's right, people. This is the yeah. ninth movie in this series, and they said, oh, by the way, it's technically the 10th. 10th, yeah. If Hobbs you count the spin-off. Shaw. If you count but, Hobbs yeah, and Shaw. Keep going, keep going. But although neither Hobbs nor Shaw one or two, because there are two <laughs> different Shaws. Neither of the Shaws or Hobbs are in this movie. People, we're talking well, about F9. What? You didn't wait you didn't see the after credits? Yeah. Of this? Oh no, no, the yeah. AI is gonna come back. Get the fuck out of here. But okay. We'll deal with that later after we throw the, out the Stop spoiler spoiling order. shit, John. <laughs> although we're three weeks in, we can spoil shit. Okay, so this movie yeah. opens with <laughs> Apparently, I, 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 I wish they didn't do this. But having said that, they did a very good job of it, which is it opens with they're at a, a, a track, a, like a NASCAR style race track where Vin Diesel is not driving. Because guess what? Vin Diesel's character's father was a driver, a professional driver and gets in a fatal car accident. I imagine right before Dom starts his life of crime. And guess what? His brother who was there the whole time, is played by John Cena, but this is a younger version, was also there. <laughs> and he might have been the reason for his father's death. So that leads this whole backstory of, of some shit that was going on. Um, that origin story actually could have been a pretty good standalone film. They went back to it like three or four different times during I this movie. I enjoyed those two actors. I enjoyed them I a really lot. enjoyed those two actors. You're not going to have a billion dollar movie. I, I mean, I, it, must have been really pain, it must have been really painful for young John Cena to grow like a foot. Yeah. At was, some point, like his heat, I'm pretty sure he was done growing. So I don't know whether he's wearing heels later or what. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, they, 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 <laughs> I, I, I don't know. This thing says Cypher is back, but Charlize comes in kind of later and, and it always seems like. And still like has the best damn line in the film. She says <laughs> I laughed a lot at this movie. I don't know if it was when I was supposed to be laughing, but it was fun. 
Dave and I saw it together. What do you guys That's think? True. Did, did you you both saw it in the theaters? But Dave did. John, did you see this movie yeah. in the cinema? Yeah, yeah, I did. It was only in cinemas. Oh, yeah, duh. What were your what were your initial reactions? We do really drink beer on this podcast, people. What were your initial reactions <laughs> to this film, guys? Dave, hit me. What did yeah? What did you think, dude? No, you go first. You go first on this one. <laughs> All right, so I, I will I will go first on this one. Um. I'm a huge fan of this franchise. I think anyone who listens to our pod knows that. The uh, the absurdity is is just aces in my book. I think I figured out how to finally classify what Fast and Furious, what their franchise does, um, and why I think they stand alone. When people always ask me, like, why do you like it? Especially, I got a lot of flack when I was defending them in our Corona franchise face-off, and people were True. coming up to me, friends and family, and they were like, what the fuck? And most of these people hadn't seen any of these movies. Right. And I think I finally know where I put it in my mind. It's action melodrama. Emphasis on the melodrama. Which is why I think you are, to your point, Jeff, I laughed out loud at all the moments that I don't think you're supposed to laugh right. at. Yeah. Because, because when Vin Diesel takes on 30 guards by himself and pulls down a structure with his bare hands, that's hilariously awesome to me. When yeah, they, keep it, keep when that he, in mind. We're coming back to that. When he drives, <laughs> when they drive and do ridiculous stuff, when he dr- drives right at a bridge and like just turns his wheel and catches a wire so they can, it's ridiculous. There's a car in space in this movie. There's a so, jet engine yeah. on a car yeah. in space in this movie. Don't think, try that at home, people. Do not try <laughs> do that at home. Do not launch think, yourself into space think, in a wetsuit. It doesn't what, what work. Might be, what might, I think the only downfall to this franchise Kind of unlike what we just talked about, Black Widow. So I'll just use Marvel as an example. Um, I think you can, which is maybe <laughs> this might be why Jeff and I got a little frustrated with Black Widow. I think I think Marvel movies are designed for you to enter them at any moment, and they're going to let you know at what point the Sokovia Accords happened, so that you will <laughs> know I? what they are and where you are. They want you to be able to come in at any point. I think the friend, the F, the uh, you know, the Fast franchise over time has gotten more absurd. So as a fan of that, um, think? I, I understand that the <laughs> critics, I understand, I think I feel the same way that the critics do about maybe their expectations were a little higher. I think the issues that do exist with this movie um, are valid from a critical standpoint. But if you're, what you're looking for is them raising the stakes on absurdity and the ridiculousness. I mean, getting a car into space, when they were cutting back and forth between that, that was silly. Just the 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 melodrama, it's baked in, right? That is a soap opera plot. Tyrese Dom's is, brother that yeah. we've never heard of before until, yeah. until yeah, that was one of those <gasps> moments. Yeah. And oh, yet everyone else you know, in the cast seemed to know. Everyone was like, is that yeah, yeah, it's it's so ridiculous? It's Jacob, they yeah. explain it. Here's another one of my absurd, absurd moments. And I kind of chose to laugh at it, even though I think they earned the drama. I think they could have gone for it. Dom has this big dramatic scene where he's underwater and you don't know if he's going to live. He fell into this this deep pool and he's having this crazy memory of actually reliving what actually happened the day his father died. Which, Jeff, just to the hardcore fans, he tells that story in the very first one to Brian. So we've known that mm-hmm. the whole time that yeah. his dad died at the racetrack. Yeah. Um, so he has this big emotional moment. They edit it, the sequencing is, is really good in this emotional moment. Letty dives down into the water to save him. And it's one of those classic shots of movies where she kind of swims toward the camera. And then it cuts to him waking up. 
Both of them are bone dry. Nobody has been in the water. <laughs> Nobody's been in the water. Letty's not crying. She's not beating on his chest. They're, she's just sitting next to him with her head in her hands. And he's like, I'm back. You know, yeah. it's just like, you know, it's just like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, they set the thing up where they have the, um, they're, they're, he's living a quiet life with Letty. By the way, Tyrese, Ludacris, they show up and it's immediately plot. They don't even say fucking hi oh, to each other. Yeah, it's literally yeah. like, no, no, hey, no. we got some shit to do. We need you to get it. Let's go. Like, there's a, yeah. none of the old, yeah. let's get the gang together. None of that family shit except for the fact that there's a literal family involved in this. Now, that, but did you that for, might but be... back, to, back to that dream sequence you mentioned. <laughs> did he forget that he had a child and then all of a sudden in the dream sequence went, oh shit, wait, I cannot die. I have, I have a kid. I forgot. I felt like in I'm the a kid theater. that I just <laughs> fucked off and left. I, uh, I think I think know, one of the things right. I think one of the yeah. I, I will say this. This is my overall. If I have any criticism for this movie, I think they may have fallen into their criticism? own trap. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I I like the ridiculousness. You guys know I'm a big fan of this movie. They have what what, F, what the fast what the fast franchise has done so well. Yeah, sure. what the, what the fast em. franchise the has done so well over the years is create a family unit when they weren't really family. Like, that's kind of why it was fun. And just to be serious for a moment, NPR, I sent you guys, NPR did a piece on why the Fast franchise is so successful. The, the diversity is just baked in. They never comment on that stuff. So it's a bunch of people that look different that are just coming together in these movies to do ridiculous, amazing things together. And nobody talks about the fact that they're not blood related. A couple of them are. Dom is a sister and and that's a given. Brian marries into the family when, when he was still a part of the franchise. But to, to get back to my point, I think what maybe some critics are frustrated with is that by doing that so, so, so well, and then choosing to try to lean into an actual family, blood family movie, it kind of dissolved some of the other characters away from the family unit. And I think that may have been why you felt kind of what you said about the, the plot is just, they're just delivering plot lines and they yeah. didn't really feel like the family that they were in the other movies. And when they did try to do that, it forced it a little bit just because they were putting so much weight on the dynamic between Dom and Jacob, which felt a little forced and ridiculous anyway, just because we've never seen him before. But that being said, I still had a, I still had a fun time in the theater. I'll go see the next one. You know, my, my expectations for these movies are never Citizen Kane. I think, and I will <laughs> make that point, Dave, because I think when Marvel movies come out, we do expect greatness. And I don't expect greatness from these movies. I expect to have a really fun time kind of laughing along with the absurdity. I don't think we do that with Marvel, do we? We want to be... A lot of fucked up cars. something else from Marvel movies. <laughs> a lot of I mean, property damage. I mean... Yeah. I was a fan of the series early on, maybe not a couple of the movies, but like I was a fan of the series earlier on when they were still relying on practicals. A lot of the well, practical stuff. They are definitely not relying on practicals. Like when they were throwing plane, like cars out of planes and shit, I'm like, I'm on board for it. Like, this is great. You're actually physically doing this. There is stuff in this film that like, okay. That they like, could like, have done, but chose I, not someone, to. Yeah. Someone should have popped up at the beginning and goes, we're going to take a little trip outside the bounds of physics or reality or meaningful dialogue. You've entered the fast and furious zone. Like they, they changed the laws of physics eight fucking times during this movie. Yeah. And it, and even though I, I agree with you, man, because even though it's, you know, it's part of that absurdity, I, I could see them again, sitting around the table, talking about how they're going to make this movie, looking at storyboards and, and saying, is that too much? And you know what? To, to, to be to call out Justin Lin specifically, who directed this, he also directed Tokyo four, five, and six. Yeah. So he's but, kind of the godfather of this franchise. Yeah. He was the guy who was arguing for so much practical work in those earlier 
the, the, mm. the middle the middle movies. So I was kind of surprised that I saw so much CG in this movie. It was well, kind that's, of crazy. that's the thing. Like, if you're going to have a grounded movie with these these deep family themes in it, like the the counterpoint between that and the extremely ridiculous level they took the action to. Like, was just too much. You can't, like, you need a balance there. Like, you've gone from one yeah. extreme to the other. It's like, you've got these scenes with family, some of which just don't go anywhere. Like, there's no, <laughs> like, thing happens in the scene. It's literally just a space filler. So this movie could have been half an hour shorter in my book. Um, and then you get these ridiculous action scenes. Like, a car ends up in fucking space. These guys are taping up their, their like, scuba suits, basically. Basically, they're in. They're like, they're, I don't yeah. even know if that was even a fucking spacesuit. Like, you they, cannot they make a step joke out. about how it was like an underwater like submarine suit from the twenties. Yeah, and like yeah, that. that okay, that does not work in space. But like, you're gonna ground the rest, the other half of your movie in reality. But then do this shit. It just doesn't mesh. There's, like they, um, in, in my opinion, pull it back, rely a little more on the practical. Stop being so ridiculous. You can still <laughs> do new things. You don't need to go to these ridiculous extremes. Honestly, it's kind of. I'm gonna. I'm referring to our, our previous episode. If anyone wanted to listen to the Black Widow one, I kind of felt the exact same way about that point I made with Black Widow. I feel like they may have missed an opportunity here to to bring this back and do a grittier, grounded version to kind of keep it in that place yeah. that the 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 throwback scenes from the opening and the the flashback scenes kind of create because they have gone so far with the action and you know whether or not you like it and you think they're pulling it off. At this point, like the lid is off, and like oh. they've been to space now. Okay, don't get me so wrong. I do think you're I, right, dude. I think there's an opportunity for them to maybe. I had ground fun, it a bit and more. I'm pretty sure everyone in our theater had fun, except for the five people that walked out. Yeah, you could just but, uh, you could just leave. You can just yeah. open containers, talk to each other, turn lights on, answer phone calls, and still have a good time with this movie. <laughs> yeah, won't be going to that theater again. But uh, yeah, it was uh, like I had fun. I had fun, but also I was like I felt a little bit cheated. Because, like, you know, it's the the magnets did different things at different times, depending on what they needed them to do. Okay, yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah bitch, mag- magnets. Magnets don't fucking work that way. They only got the metal that they wanted to get. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but when you got, like, you've cranked a magnet and shit's flying out of stores, you're killing people. Yeah, there, there's there, a lot of doubt. There are, like the dryer, yeah, yeah. the the dryer salesman missed it. Like he dodged. You saw him dodge. Yeah. But everyone else, like some other, there were some fucking casualties. I'm sure they killed some people during these sequences. Just those cars. But, like, don't dude. worry about. Don't worry about this. I'm sure there like, were some people in those cars. Yeah. That they yeah. were throwing. John, John, I have a, I have a, but, I have a serious. But magnets Sorry. don't pick their targets, and it, it pissed me off. I'm like, you've if you break your, it's it's like when we were talking about uh, Superman Returns like a year ago. It's like don't set up your rules and then break your rules. I love my favorite line in this movie. I, I told Dave this is my favorite line is I, I actually almost sounded like a like a Superman era like esque voiceover, but it was um, essentially uh, Tyrese and Ludacris who definitely got they got fucked the hardest out of this film. This film they definitely did not know what to do with them. Tyrese, John, yeah. Tyrese is dead, right? There's no way that he lives. Why was he getting shot at with so many machine guns? What situation are they in where? They're getting shot at more than Black Widow was, and she's an Avenger yeah, the, who's broken the, the Sokovia Accords, whatever the fuck. What the those hell are. was the point about the the joke about? <laughs> oh, maybe we've been through all this stuff. Maybe we're invincible. It's like that. Guy, yeah. That guy was just surrounded by people yeah. with guns and took them all down with one burst. But like, there were holes in his jacket and he didn't get hurt. I'm like, what? What was the point of that scene? We didn't reference that again, really. Like, except when they were in space. 
Yeah. <laughs> so funny. Wait. Yeah. I wait. Was was I gonna say? And about by that, that point, I was checked the fuck out. Like, I, I was still having fun, but I was checked out on the on the story. I'm like, we're not getting anything serious here. This is just a this is a joke movie. I, I actually not that you ever get oh, anything the super line. serious wait. from these movies. Though. No, no, no. My line. But well, here's the thing. It was Charlize Theron. Oh, that's the counterpoint. Charlize Theron is the super serious thing in this movie. Um, she has one of the best lines in the film, and like we had a guy shout out at the most appropriate time ever. He was great in yeah. the theater. Yeah. What did that guy say? I think um, it was like fucking burn or something. He said sick burn, bro, or like sick, sick burn, burn yeah. bro. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause yeah. The, <laughs> right yeah. at the Yoda, right at the Yoda comment. That was good. <laughs> Wait, my favorite line. Okay. I'm back. I, I found it. I found it. When they were deciding that we were, we're putting a lot of emphasis on this space thing. This, this comes so late in the movie that by the time it comes to space, you're like, just go to space. Fine. <laughs> go to space in a car. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fuck it, Elon, Musk did it. Yeah. <laughs> Elon Musk. Um, Jeff Bezos was going to go like five years. No, Richard Branson was going to go five years ago, but their, their test, um, their initial test crashed with no pilot inside it. The drone test crashed. So this is not easy to go to space, but it doesn't matter. We don't need to talk about the Branson the did it. This. Well, he did and it Musk, now Musk after fly, years and years yeah. of this, not Musk because, not because by tomorrow so, they need know. to fly a car to a satellite. I, forget. Okay. Anyway, yeah. so they're doing this and they ask the question, should we do this? Cause we might die. Should we hire astronauts? Should we contact NASA? And Dom, Vin Diesel, who, you know what? At this point, it's like you just see him and you just know you're in good hands. He is he is so good at this particular role. No matter how dumb the writing is, no matter how much, he's basically turned into Rocky at this point where he's like, well, if uh, they want to fight, I'm going to give them a fight. Yeah, I'm, and it's like, I'm okay. He can't run. He's not agile anymore. Like He's just like a big dude, but like whatever. He has this line to Tyrese and Ludacris where they're like, I think we should hire astronauts. And he goes, no, we do this the way we've always done it with us our way and it's like yeah. your way is on the ground or at least it was and so the airplanes and the the submarine but i guess because you did airplanes <laughs> and the submarine you got to outdo yourself and say so what we won't even talk about the submarine <laughs> what everybody was saying but what you guys were both saying before about so so yeah so apparently they, there's a one-upsmanship with these movies and this is all because of lynn so give him the shout out because fast four was fun it was basically like a, a break out of jail thing and then do like a job fast five was an ocean's 11 style heist film on wheels that was fucking fire six seven it gets bigger bigger eight post paul walker you know way out there this mm. movie they go to space this is this is it like the, the, the ceiling they, they go to they, space and they all and they're all secret agents now so all of the lines of like like, oh, we got a tank. Oh, there's a sub and we're on ice. Just like the old Pierce Brosnan Bond movies. What happens with Bond is you change Bond, you reset, and you start with a with a more condensed, grittier movie. I really hope that's what 10 is going to be because they have nowhere else to go. They, they really don't have anywhere else to go. Like that was the one disappointing thing. Almost everything I saw in this movie, I've seen in another movie. Right down to flipping the giant truck. Like yeah. that was Deadpool 2. So, and what the fuck was with all the Star Wars references? That was, yeah. that was Dark Knight, bro. <laughs> Give that was Dead Man 2 stole that from Dark Knight. Dark Knight flipped the truck first. Let's give it. Yeah. Okay. Dark cool. So we've all we've Chicago. all done that. But yeah, like everybody's they did the it truck. for real. Dark yeah, Knight actually flipped the truck. So did Deadpool in Chicago. They yeah. they did it for real as well. It's apparently, if you're gonna flip a truck, you got to do it for real. Um, did, did Christopher Nolan sell that technology to them? Did he say, "Here's how you flip a truck"? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Um, but if you universe? use this technology, you can only you can only screen in a theater. No no straight to streaming. <laughs> That's why this went straight to streaming. It's Christopher Nolan's fault. Um, <laughs> I, I just started a conspiracy was, theory. Was Helen Mirren? I, I I actually forgot that she was in this movie after I saw it. But Helen Mirren was she more M? Was she cute? Who is Helen Mirren in this story? Can you guys fill and, me? Can you guys remind me? 
No. So she's Decker Shaw is the villain in five. Yeah. And he's Jason Stath Jason Statham's who you eventually realize Jason Statham's character is his brother. She That's is right. their mother. So she is the mother yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. of the Shaws. Yeah, and you I think meet we've her seen once, once or before, twice, right? and she's yeah, like yeah, a yeah. master criminal. Yeah. Ma you know, whatever. So, yeah. The, again, her the, the callback thing. Like, like, apart from getting him where he, it was a chess piece move. It was like fucking season six or seven of Game of Thrones. Like, it was like, we need to get this guy here. Let's put Helen Mirren in there with a bit of dialogue, and we'll just drive a car up there. I hope yeah. her quote was very high. She was in Hobson. I'm surprised Ch nobody's buzzing the fuck out of me. She's in like, damn it. <laughs> railing on this. <laughs> well, I was looking it up. I was looking it up because she was in Hobbs and Shaw. And I was trying to think of what else. I guess she, she was probably in eight. She was in the Fate of the Furious. For, yeah. I think she's anyway. in seven too. Because that's when you first realize Jason is Decker Shaw's brother. Six or seven. Whenever Jason Statham enters the picture and you realize... That he is Decker Shaw's brother. I think you meet her at some point in that one or the next one, but I just can't remember which one it is. So she's made an appearance in two or three of these things, including this one. Hmm. Yeah. All right, we got we got to get never that. big Let's appearances. Get... They're always cameos. I just I just want to point out though as well, apart from the Star Wars characters that they referenced, um, it begins like Rogue One. It's like the someone's coming in the car. Let's go send the daughter to, to hide in the in the the pit in the ground. They literally set themselves up a rebel base. Dom pulls a Luke in Cloud City, falls down a shaft. John Senna pulls a literal hand solo, comes back in. I'm here. Yeah. And like the, then they mention almost every relevant character from Star Wars. What the fuck is the obsession with Star Wars in this movie? Like I get the shout outs, but holy yeah. hell, there's a, a lot of throwbacks. Justifying I mean, look, flying. I and... mean, even, even George Lucas would admit to you that like he didn't create a lot of those archetypal structures like it's all hero's journey it's all joseph campbell's stuff yeah so i mean they are i know what you mean some of them are literal uh but like i mean that's also it's it's the mission movie trap isn't it uh and this movie balances like the mission with the family movie they get the gang back together I mean, this, movie this drew a lot of parallels there right. was more fan service in this one than than i think there needed to be because again what i feel like when, when they were in their heyday like the the fan service was never fan service. It was it was genuinely like just one upsmanship that was totally in line with what was happening with the plot. It wasn't like they were winking at the audience or they didn't even know it within each other. Mm. And like you said, you know, you have characters like like Ludacris and Tyrese literally commenting on it through the entire movie. I would love to know at one point at what point in the script process or in at what whatever when they were you know planning this movie out did they realize we're going to commit to that with those two characters. Cause I do think you're right, Jeff. I mean, I still had a fun time with you. I, you know, I don't, I like these I movies, mean, but let's talk about the skip pro script process for a second. Cause like the two writers of this, which was Justin Lin and Daniel Casey have eight writing credits between them. And they handed a $225 million film over to these two guys who've written like literally like four things each. Uh, I think yeah, some of those yeah. were these, though, right? No, no, I don't think Justin Lin had a screenplay credit nope. on his other movies. Yeah, and he was—he was a very—he's a visual director. Like he does a lot of—he did a lot of slow mo in these series, and he really broke down sequences and expanded. And um, but like that's—that's that's a big feather in the cap to have a two hundred twenty-five million dollar film had to him. So like, good for them, and it got <laughs> greenlit. It kept going. They made it. So like, and uh, like I've said a lot of fun crazy things about this thing and like i backed out a little bit but 
I had fun. We had fun. <laughs> we went to the movies. We had fun. We laughed our ass off. And, and the only we thing did. I can compare it to is like there's a video game series called um, Saints Row. And at the end, when you finish Saints Row 3, they do a preview of what's supposedly coming in Saints Row 4. They, I don't think they ever made it. But the preview was like, one of the characters gets elected president. One of the characters goes to space. Like, it was all this ridiculous shit. And that was the parallel I kept drawing in my head. It's like, these guys have just, like, they've got to kick it up a notch every single time. And it's like, the audience is expecting it. So, fuck it. Let's just go for it. True. And yeah. that is a positive thing I will say about this film. They fucking went for it. Yeah. And, and it was just that they went for it, but then tried to do this other grounded thing at the same time. And the two didn't mesh. What do you guys think about Han coming back? It's not spoiled anymore because he's in the poster. Dude, it was like a victory lap. They brought back everyone ever. But what do you think about them doing the famous, oh, he didn't really die sequence? I mean, it had Kurt Russell in it. We're good. Okay, cool. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't know. I think it... uh... I, I think I'm not I, mean, argue with Kurt I agree Russell, with man. everything. <laughs> I agree with all the criticisms you guys are saying. I mean, um, if you want to just let go of that stuff, but yeah, yeah you it was still... also fucking fun. <clears throat> yeah, you're still going to have a good time. I think. I mean, you know, we're not expecting too much from these movies. Again, I think that like they have done a good job of never creating a super high level of expectation of what's next the way that like a lot of other franchises do if you have a yeah. a single a single character like a bond or a, a marvel where you have a universe i they, just they've I always just kind really, of just stood a... i really have a beer in my bonnet about setting up rules for something and then breaking the rules and they they broke their own rules a couple of times with the technology in this movie well black widow you know i mean i think marvel does that sometimes too i think i think the way you do it matters yes and this one was so fucking blatant cheek yeah it was so blatant like especially they, you literally have two characters like commenting on it the whole time it's like which, come with us what? or don't fuck you maybe maybe <laughs> there's a way for those two characters to have done that a different way that would have made it all work but i think i think everyone's in agreement that there was there was some discombobulation with uh with 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 the way they were trying to tell a few different stories within yeah. this one movie i mean uh, coming, and coming out of Jeff this with han i don't think han yeah. i don't think it was necessary to bring han back um i'm not quite sure that's what felt what, like a victory lap to me it was that. like and there was bring, a lot of those like, moments where yeah, they were like nobody ever dies here yeah and <laughs> and yeah the fan service thing i don't know like because they were forced to han dies in five i think and then they had to say goodbye to Brian's. Okay, six is the one with the giant runway sequence. Yes, five is in Brazil. Five is the whole thing. <laughs> the five thirty is in minute runway. Yeah, so like funny. So they've they've had to let go of characters <laughs> because Paul Walker passed away. They yeah. chose to let Han go. Yes. Like, and they did it with with. Although with they such... still managed to include him, which was I I like that. Yeah, but then they officially like say goodbye. Do they have that little coda where like? They drive away on separate cars. Yeah, but at like the even at, like, even at the end, it, like at the end of this one, there's like the, that scene where they're all at the barbecue, and he's like, "There's one seat empty," and then you see the car drive up. You know who that is? You think that's Brian? Yeah. Hmm. Oh, maybe. Oh. I mean, that was his that was his style of car. That was also yeah. uh, Jake's car that he raced at the beginning of the movie in the flashback, though. 
or the middle flashback. Remember when he raises Dom when Dom gets out of jail? <laughs> Listen to this movie. Yeah, that, that's what I, you know, well, maybe, maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. Yeah. I took it as Brian. I thought it was like, supposed to be Jake. both. I think they picked the same car because yeah. they wanted us to feel like that's why Dom got along with Brian so well because he reminded him of Jake. Like that's kind of yeah. what I was thinking. But um, yeah, I don't know, you guys. I mean, again, I think I think, and I was very conscious of this just because we, I saw these back to back, like within a couple days of each other. Mm. My Me expectations too. were totally different for Black Widow than for this. I went in just with yeah. a smile on my face for this one. I didn't go in with like my arms crossed and my, my chin raised for Black Widow, but you know, they take themselves more seriously, I think, than the than the fast yeah. franchise. And they're trying to achieve something different. So You're absolutely right. Yeah, so I, I don't know. I think uh while I agree with you know everything would, you guys have said. You know said, what I would like to see though? I would like to see this just stop here. And instead of Fast 10 and 11, which have apparently been greenlit back-to-back, they're going to make them back-to-back, um, I would like to see a streaming service pick this up and just make 18 more fucking seasons. Oh, really? I don't want... I'm Because I, I feel like that's what it's gravitating towards. I feel like it would do better on a streaming service now. Although I, I'm, the box office is otherwise, but... It might, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like there's so much spectacle. I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. They have everything scanned now. They have all the technology sitting there. It's like you've, you've got, like, digital scans of these people to reproduce these effects on a TV level, which is now also technically, yeah, a film dude, level. I mean, yeah. technically... Like, I, it I, would be... You could literally just turn this into Fast and the Furious, the fucking series. I appreciate what you're saying with with the uh, with the technical I mean, argument. But, I don't think um, Vin Diesel would ever allow it. <laughs> kind of what I was saying, though, I think the reason these movies have been successful is because they've never... They've never relied on the universe of the fast to 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 anchor them. Each movie is kind of ridiculous in its own way. It would always introduce like even even in this conversation, we're trying to kind of remember when Han died, but it doesn't really matter. The way you have to know the timeline of certain Marvel things, or else it doesn't yeah. play out. So I feel like this one. I would just be, I just feel like this. I'm going to use the same thing. argument I used in the Black Widow at the end of the Black Widow. I don't. I don't think that uh just because things can be serialized they should be especially if they're coming this is a weird age mm. we're living in we're going from movies to streaming that's, that's kind of the opposite it used to be a, a tv show yeah. would finally get mounted and we would see a film version it, yeah. and it's heightened so i personally think something is lost when you put it on a television screen over eight seasons that's fair I mean, uh, this would probably lose something in the the big screen translation. That's for sure. Yeah, but you're right; like, they could fucking do it. It's fucking to. epic. Like they were ridiculous, but they were epic. Mm-hmm. So much destruction, yeah. so much property damage. But I am. I, you made the point earlier. I, th- I think I can't remember which one of you said it. That I do think it might be a good idea for them to hit the brakes. And well, it was hey, funny. There, yeah, there nice. was a, a documentary. Go gritty. Um, Drop it down. Do a different. In, go back to the first one. That movie is still entertaining, and it's all practical. And it's just cars racing. Like, there's a way to get that back. You don't have to keep one upping yourself. And then we can go up with you again, just how they've done with the Bond series. You, you, you said it, Jeff. Just how they've done with Bond. You take hmm. it back. You start again, and then you slowly escalate over the series of that Bond. Yeah. I think you could do that well, with this like, if you want to. When uh, the band U2 toured with the Zeropa tour. And they had all the TV screens and all that sort of shit. There was a famous comment made on some behind-the-scenes footage, and it was literally the Edge talking to Bono. Is like, how do we get back from here? Right. Like, how do you how get do we, back to? They, yeah. yeah, you go back, and they did. They went back to the basics, and they they continued making music. But it's it's like I feel like at some point someone's going to ask, how do we get back from here? Like, how do we get back to what we were doing? 
which was a simple family drama with, you know, stunts. Not to mention, too, that unlike oh, and, and, they're I not mean, superheroes, so this isn't a part of a universe. Yeah. These these actors are going to age out eventually, yes. you know? Like, so I think yeah, they're going mean, to be forced I don't think to do we'll that see, at some point. We might not see much past. But I reckon they'll make it to 12. I would say 12. They'll make it to. Jesus. <laughs> well, um, what do you think? I'm I'll sure find, a fucking record. But, yeah. <laughs> well, I, they, they tried to do it with John Cena, but the, the whole they should have just gone full like Terminator One with John Cena and had to had him just be like a sociopath because his his it, was a, it made him look like a bad actor in this movie. He's better than that, man. Like I, he's come a is long he, way. I, like, I'm not saying that critically, but like, is he comedy. good? And like, do you like? Because I, I thought I thought that was just standard I, John Cena. That's kind of who he is. I mean, and we'll, everything, we'll right? find out when Suicide Squad comes out next month. So. Oh, fine. sure, 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 sure. To be continued. I'm not saying yeah. he's, you know, I said he was, I, I thought, I thought there were scenes in this that were just straight up bad acting, but, but maybe it was the way that it was written and nobody's buzzing me either. See, Dave, it's, <laughs> just, it's not just us. You've also gotten off your, your, your no, just, but I'm not hating on, I'm not hating on John hating. because That's you know what? Thing. I bet you, like, I, I bet you, yeah, I am hating. I just said he was a bad actor, but I, I think, but I, <laughs> there it is, but fuck. I um, tricked you into saying it again, <laughs> but no, 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 it's fine. But, but, but in Trainwreck and other movies, he's better. And and I also, as as you both know, maybe more so than the fans that just heard me say that, is there's there could have been another take that was better, or or they could have directed it and said, you know what, I don't buy any of that. So we got to shake this up somehow to get some more reality out of this. The fact that they printed that, I think, is a disservice to John. Unless that was the best, because that that mm. was that would have been a shame. Because they they made him do a turn where he was the villain. So I wanted just the full sociopath like villain that's what i wanted from the brother i did get a feeling like a lot of people except for charlotte shelley's there on was were phoning in this one like this so there were a couple times i love some of the other ones they were great they're exciting they like and but i feel like some of these like some of the performers are just a little bit phoned in it it got to the point where it was like if stepbrothers wasn't funny you know, like with John Cena and, and Dom. <laughs> How do you not laugh at that? That's fucking step, funny. They're, step, they're sitting there with their daddy issues. They're 50-year-old men. Grow the step fuck brothers up. Is like, funny. what's going on? That, that's, why I wish, <laughs> that's why I wish John Cena was just full sociopath. But they wanted him to do the turn where all of a sudden him and Dom were on the same side. And um, I, I just... It, do you it, think it was kind of the, the two-villain anybody... trap that we've talked about before? And Like... I know he makes the turn. No, I like, think it was the. I think it was more of a turn. fan service trap. I think. I think they realized that the reason that Brian and Dom work so well, at least through five movies, mm. is that they were not peas in a pot. Yeah. They were. They were opposite each other. Also, they, they were they forced to work together, they really and they found well. their respect and their and their love. And obviously, that obviously Paul Walker was dating Jordana Brewster's character, who was the sister to Dom. But like, there was this tension between the two leads, but it was based out of love and respect, and like. He inviting Paul into the family over the course of five movies and then doubting him again. And that, that dynamic between the two main characters, we don't have that anymore. Now we just have all, all the, the team, you know, Avengers Assemble, and then a villain, who I guess in this case is Cypher, even though I don't know if they even wanted it to be, but I guess they do just for the sake They, they want to keep it going because anyway, like, she's going to be a big feature of, I would say, 10 and 11. Yeah, Which, but she's going to have to say, guys, you got to give me something. you yeah. got to give me a plan, all right? Because right now I felt like Magneto for half of this movie, stuck in the little <laughs> glass box. Um, That's fair. Anyway, I don't want to yeah. get more negative about I this because I did laugh all, at all ass, in so. all, we, like, we, we, did, we did come in a little critical on this. It is good fun. You're going like, to have fun watching this, so definitely go and watch it. I think yeah. that's yeah. it. John, anything else you want to say about this? 
I guess the only thing I would say is that I don't think the Fast and the Furious franchise was ever intended to be dissected by anybody. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I, I think you're like, supposed to just smoke yeah, your joint, like, drink oh. your beer, take your shot and watch this movie and laugh at the fun action sequence. I think that's all it was ever supposed to be. Uh, so maybe maybe if you if you have any kind of yeah. criticism at all, just tell yourself to shut the fuck up and have fun and don't watch the next <laughs> one if you don't want to. And Dave and I will take that note next time. I'm going go to see see the next one. I mean, it's yeah, it's gonna happen. All right, people, let's give the let's give the folks some suggestions of what you've been watching, some recommendations. Dave, any other suggestions that you did not say in our yes, previous episode? On, Black uh, Widow on uh, Netflix, I caught Fear Street, um, which Fear. is an experiment they're running, I guess, at the moment. It's uh, Fear Street 1996, oh. uh, Fear Street 1978, and Fear Street 1666. It's three movies. The third one comes out this week. They've released them one a week in a series format and I'm I'm all the way through 1996 and I'm halfway through 1978 they're horror movies they're horror movies are they like actually scary or like cheesy slasher um well the first one comes across a little teen angsty and cheesy until the very end when they suddenly go full fucking slasher and then the the 1978 is set in a summer camp enough said all right so yeah (laughs) Yeah. hockey masks good lord yeah I mean, yeah, I'm pretty sure someone comes out of a lake and grabs someone at some point. Like, there's a lot of homages going on in this, uh, in these, but, like, it's not bad. It's not bad. Nice. I'm nice. curious to, like, I'm, I, it's good enough that I'm curious to see what they do with 1666. Yeah, I feel like that one will probably be the scariest one. Yeah. Uh, they have got more graphic as they went along. Good. <laughs> I saw, um, based on our episodes, um, a couple weeks ago on Superman 4, I sat down and watched the first one just because uh, Dave and our guest co-host uh, Ryan were recommending it, and I'd heard better things about it. Uh, yeah, it was enjoyable. I still just don't think he's a good character, but I, uh, the movie was was a whole a completely other fucking galaxy compared to number yes. four. Like it's, <laughs> it's not even the same thing. Um, yeah, so that, that was fun. All of them are on HBO Max if anybody wants to dive into the Superman yeah, uh, if you want to find Superman four, you've got to scroll down a couple of bits because they won't put it near the other ones. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah, it was HBO enjoyable. Max one subscribers so bad. Uh, Jeff, um, <clears throat> I, I watched. Well, I was you know I was away for Fourth of July weekend. Although I guess that was a while ago now. But I did rewatch Jaws, of course, on the nice. Cape, which is fun. And I rewatched I rewatched Poltergeist, which is the, the nice. effects are you know it's it was eighty two. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't believe he directed it, right? He just produced it and co-wrote the scripts because uh, I think he was busy with E.T. Still, I've heard it's kind of like uh, um, it's kind of like Return though. of the Jedi. I feel like Spielberg was so hands-on that he may have had as much right. influence, but you may as well. As, yeah. as you, you, can, you can see it. It was it was fun. It yeah. was fun. I, I, I have like fun with those. The effects don't hang up, but I know I know when they remake it, it's not going to have the the heart. And oh, soul. they've already That's done exactly that. Right, it's, it's already totally happened. Right. There you go. And then there was a TV series as well. Oh man! <laughs> I recommend on Netflix, uh, Black Pink. It's a K-pop group. It's four ladies. Black Pink. I think it's fascinating. It's, it's good shit. It's a documentary. It's an hour and a half, and it's just about the founding of, um, you know, one of the biggest groups in the world cool. right now, Black Pink. There you go. That's it, people. We'll be back next week. We got some movies. We're definitely talking about Space Jam, and we're talking about a new Nick Cage. Yeah, let's movie shout that out. Uh, we will yes. be on. Uh, we've had each of. Uh, we haven't had had both of them on, but we have had Matt Gilbert from the Matt and Mark movie show another podcast he came on to talk about um dave help me out jeff what, what was the, <laughs> the he came on for toxic, toxic, avenger. Avenger. toxic. Avenger. it was the poor bastard we put and him on a whistle really did. that bad episode 
Yeah. Well, he also did American, American Graffiti. graffiti. So, we so, got him dr- yeah. we, so we got him. We got him drinking so that when we got into talks. So uh, we are going to be on with uh, Matt Gilbert and Mark Monstrowski for the Matt and Mark movie show. Uh, the podcast is available on all platforms. We are going to be talking about the new Space Jam movie, Space Jam Legacy, starring LeBron fucking James and all the tunes you love. So that will be dropping. I think they dropped theirs pretty quickly. So that should be coming out at the beginning of next week. And then we are going to return to our show for our midweek episode. Dave, I'm going to let you tell us what we're doing because uh, he picked this one, and I think it's a hilarious thing. Anyone who loves these kinds of movies, get ready to laugh yeah, along with uh, us. Willy's Wonderland, um, which the, the title says enough. It's it's a Nicolas Cage film uh, where he uh, is the janitor in a theme park and suddenly finds himself fighting, uh, I, I assume, possessed fucking fluffy characters. I don't know. It's It's going to get weird. It's going to be amazing. It says animatronics, yeah, animatronics come to life. Come to life. Cool. It's available on Hulu if you want to watch ahead of time, so you can uh, yeah, so you can laugh right. along with us. I think it's going to be a good one. But yeah, we're gonna we're going for a cage match next week. It's going to be Nick yeah. Cage. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we will we will see you then. Thank you so much for staying with us as always, and we will see you next week. Don't forget.